Here I am trying to, we're trying so hard to give you all some time to actually see each other at the end of class. I'm trying to be disciplined and not run over time. So it's just about time to close. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go. I was trying, as we were sitting, and I'm really glad we, I'm glad you asked your questions of, of Ryan. Um, those of you who've heard him preach, he's a really effective communicator. You could tell that just uh, from his poise up here. Um, he's going to be a tremendous uh, presence uh, among us. And so I'm glad that he, he came here. So I'm, uh, I'm happy to yield time to, to him. And we also, every time I wanted to say, Ryan, this is why I don't open the floor. <laughs> You'll learn this. Uh, this is one class you don't ask questions today. Um, but we found out all kinds of interesting things, right? Like Michelle's a, a leaker, right? <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, people are on the lookout for leakers. So, we, we have one that was outed this morning. Uh, all kinds of things. And uh, we've, been, we've been talking about scriptural images and metaphors for God this summer. And I was, as we were sitting there thinking and I was, the clock was ticking, I thought, you know, um, I think we'll just sort of introduce, we'll make a connection with last week, first of all, and then introduce where we're going. Because one of the things I was going to have a start with, and now I just reminded why it was a bad idea, I was going to solicit some input from you. <laughs> um, this is good, because what, what it will mean is um, I'll give you... I'll give you the week to be thinking about it, which is even more dangerous. Um, but it'll be good because you'll have, you'll have, we'll start next week by hearing from you. Okay, so I'm gonna give you an assignment to be thinking about uh, in a moment. Um, but we've been talking about images and metaphors for God, and we've been all over the territory. We started with some familiar ones. Um, God as father, God as parent, God as uh, friend, then we move to some less obvious ones like God as food, right? Um, like what? I wasn't here that week. What was that about? Uh, yeah, who remembers what that was? Uh, you didn't say, yeah, see. What's that? Yeah, bread of life, right? When Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And the following week we talked about uh, the vine, right? God as the vine dresser. Um, Jesus as the vine, we are the branches, and also that Jesus pours out himself. Uh, he's not only food, but he is drink, right? Um, and that we celebrate in the Eucharist. And then last week we talked about God as clothing, right? God is clothing. Uh, what does it mean to put on Christ? Right, and I've encouraged you to maybe, I don't really expect anybody did it, but I thought uh, it wouldn't even be uh, a bad idea uh, pressing Tom's point about like, well, what might we do about this week? I even encourage you to maybe put a three by five card next to your wardrobe. So as you were dressing this week, uh, just to be reminded 
that um, not only put on your regular clothes, um, but also what would it mean to put on Christ? What would it mean for me to put on Christ today as I begin the day? Um, we talk about the way that our clothes shape us, right, that they do, that we feel different in different kinds of clothes. Uh, people see us differently, uh, depending on how we're dressed, whether we like that or not, it's just the reality. Um, but we also talk about that we feel different uh, ourselves, depending on what we're wearing. And that uh, what would it mean uh, for other people to see that we're clothed in Christ? What would it mean for our own way of thinking um, and acting and living uh, to, to put on Christ uh, each day? So that's where we left it last week. One thing as I was thinking uh, about it was, and I'm not sure, I was, when I was reading for last week, somebody said something that, it's one of those things, like so much in life, it's like when somebody says it, it's like, one, I never thought of it that way, and B, how is it that I never thought of it that way? <laughs> Both things, right? And what this, uh, what this writer said was, very simple thought, um, that our clothes, are our most intimate environment. Okay? It's a pretty simple statement. Our clothes are our most intimate environment. I think that's true in many ways, right? I mean, you think about environment as that which you live inside of, right? And we think about we talk about the environment, we're usually talking about out here, but really your clothes are sort of the most intimate environment in which you live. And I haven't really thought about it that way. Um, but that, that gives an, a different level, another flavor to thinking about what does it mean to put on Christ? If, if Christ becomes the clothing with which we're uh, wrapped, what does it mean to think of that as our most intimate environment? Um, because it is, it is true. I mean, most of us, I mean, y'all, I mean, if we had time to go around the room, you all have, I feel sure, you all have a set of clothes that are your most comfortable, you know, when I'm not necessarily going to see anybody, I don't have to be presentable. I just want to be completely at home comfortable. You have a set of clothes. That is that your go-to set of clothes. Am I right? Yeah, we all do. Isn't that interesting? Right? Um, so we, we associate, it's interesting how we associate even our clothes as a kind of home, as a kind of environment that we're at home in, we're comfortable in that our clothes contribute to our sense of at-homeness environment. And so one of the things I want us to talk about for next week, um, and here's your assignment, is, is to think about home. Right? Think about home uh, as a habitation. So here, here's part A of the assignment. It's going to be multi-part. So Probably just two, so you don't probably have to write this down. You can think of, you can remember two things. No. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be in the minutes. 
I go to the grocery thinking, I need two things, I can remember that. I go to the store, I buy six things, I come home, and one of the two things I didn't get. <laughs> mm. Welcome to your world, I know, you tell me this all the time. <laughs> so, first thing is, and here you have to, okay, first thing is, when you think of home, what, if, and I'm not answering for, it is a question, but this is a rhetorical question, which means you do not answer. <laughs> okay? Fortunately, we don't have any people. I've taught in classes before where there are people who never saw, never heard a rhetorical question that they would not answer. <laughs> right? But you're better than that. You're sharper than that. So, um, But the first thing for you to be reflecting on this week is, what counts for home for you? Okay. What, what, when you think about home, what makes home home for you? And I suspect there'll be different things here. There's not the right answer. But I think all of us have an answer to that. When you think about what makes home home, what is it? To help you with that, Part B, so you can do these in different order because if you're not sure about part A, part B might help you. Think over the course of your life, and this is one of the things I'm actually glad for you to have a week to because I was going to ask you to think about this and this is a hard thing to, for some of you probably to calculate, but I'd be interested to know how many different homes you have had over the course of your life. Okay. Now again, it depends on number, it depends on A, what you count as home, right? I mean, you might have, for some of you, you might have lived somewhere, but you said, it was never really home, right? So, I mean, so it's, I'm not just asking how many times have you dwelt in a particular place for more than a week, although you could, I mean, if that's what home is, then that, that's okay. But I'm guessing that's not what most of you think of as home, right? So, how many homes have you had over the course of your life? Um, and, and we'll just, again, I think it'll be fascinating just to, to get an idea of the range in, in a group like this. So what makes home home to you? And how many homes have you had? We're going to go to C. This is optional. Okay. In case you don't remember it, it's okay. Those are the two main things. If you have time, right? Uh, if you have time and you want something else to think about. Um, for, I'm guessing that most of you will have, even though you have multiple homes, some, let's just say some of you have, pick a number. Twelve. Okay, we had six, we had twenty, so we'll throw it in the middle. Say you have twelve. My hunch is that you have very particular attachments to each of those and some more, and deeper attachments to some rather than others. Right, so say you've lived twelve in places where you were literally at home, you would call them home, twelve different places. My hunch is that they all aren't on a par with each other, right? 
that some of them feel you have deeper attachment to. And I'd be interested to see if you'd be willing for yourself, just as an exercise, to try to name what those attachments are to the place that you feel most attached to. What's the source of that attachment? Right. So for example, right, one, of, one of mine would be my childhood home. And the fact that I name it that tells you partly why I'm attached to it. Because I spent the first you know, 18 years of my life there. I mean, how could I not be attached to that? Right? I wasn't literally born there. I was born somewhere else, but I moved there six months. I don't really remember the first six months. I didn't really care where I was. I could have been there. My parents could have told me I was there. I wouldn't know the difference, right? Um, so I have a clear attachment to that, all the memories that go with growing up in that one place for 18, 20 years, right? I have attachment to other places, but they have a different kind of attachment, right? So that's your assignment for the week. And where we're going with this, I always hate to show my hand too early, but it seems like I owe this to you. Um, one of the images for God in scripture, um, particularly in the Psalms, but not just there, is God as dwelling place, right? God as habitation, God as abiding place, God as home, if you will, right? Um, so for us to make sense of that and to see why that might be a powerful image for us to explore, I want us to think about what we bring to the table when we think about home. <laughs> Uh, as a way of informing that, that uh, conversation next week. So that's where we're going to be heading. So you've got three-part assignment, or one, or two, whatever you can remember. Um, you're taking it home with you, so that'll help you. Home work, right? You have home work. So if you're trying to remember, what's my home work? Just say, say to somebody else who is here, say, what's our home work? And they'll look at you and say, it's your homework. And you'll be there. Okay, so that's, that shouldn't be so hard. Well, thank you for letting us uh, cut things a little short. Uh, the other thing I couldn't help but think about as Ryan was talking about all the jobs that he and Allison are taking over um, and thinking about Michael's sermon. Those of you who heard Michael talk about the Matthew passage that talks about uh, things old and new. Uh, so we have Ryan and Allison here who are new. Um, but as they're talking, I'm thinking about something old. Leave it to the beavers. <laughs> Apparently we're leaving just about everything to the beavers. <laughs> But apparently that's okay, right? It's just a, a trip down memory lane. So let's pray together. Gracious God, we give you thanks that we can gather each week to be reminded uh, who you are 
and to be reminded who we are. Well, it's not an easy thing. As you know, uh, each day of our lives, we're a thousand different messages telling us who we are and what we should care about. And so we pray uh, your blessing on this place. We pray your blessing on Ryan and Allison and Zoe as they continue their ministry among us. Uh, may they be used uh, by you and by your spirit to uh, equip and enable and strengthen this body here. Um, may they draw alongside us and do ministry with us. Uh, may we would be reminded that they're not doing simply ministry for us, um, that we're partners together in this uh, as the body of Christ here in this place. I'll give you thanks for this class, uh, for their, their wisdom, their faithfulness over uh, decades, uh, their, their care for one another, their good humor, their graciousness. I pray your blessing on them this week and us this week as we seek to be uh, clothed in Christ as we begin to reflect on uh, you as our dwelling place. Uh, may we more and more come to be at home in you and may the world see the difference uh, in our lives this week. We pray this through Christ. Amen. Amen.